Pedal Amad Aleph, about halfway down the Amud. Last terminal line, Tanarabanan. So here is uh, actually looked up the, you know the uh Rabbi Huda bin Tamar Have Oz Kanemar and the first thing in, in Mishnah the only mission in all Shas Mishnah that Yehuda bin Tamar appears is that Mishnah. And that's super famous because the Shulchan Aruch starts out that way and even though you haven't finished Shulchan Aruch, so everyone started the Shulchan Aruch. So that's, uh, and, and the other one that uh, I didn't even realize was quoted by him because Huayo Imer, Ben Chamesh Lamikra, Ben Eser Lamishnah, Ben Shlesh. Do you know that was him? I, I didn't even remember that. But anyway, well, here he is in a brisa. That's, that's why I'm mentioning it. So Tan Rabbanan. Um, you have a husband, he's divorcing his wife, and he says to her, as he gives her the get, Harizikite Chamanashatali Lerakia, on the condition that you, you know, fly up to the sky. Or Amanasha Tirdila Tahim that you go down, you know, to the Titanic. Or Amanasha Tivli Kanashel Arbaamais that you swallow the seven foot pole. Or Amanasha Tavili Kanaben Meam, or you bring me a, a hundred and seventy-five foot bamboo shoot. Or Amanasha Tavri Sayamagadal Beraglaich that you uh, walk over the Atlantic Ocean. Um, all those things, now they're at Tanai. But uh, can she fulfill it? No. Tanakama says, uh, Ain't no get. It wouldn't be a good get because he made a condition and she can't fulfill it. Whereas Rabbi Yehuda ben Tema, who I boxed, Aymer, he says, there's going to be two phrases that we're going to focus on. He says, Kaze get. And I double underline the word Kaze. This actually would be a valid get. Kama. Klal. I'm Rebuda ben Tema, and I uh, double underline the word klal as a general uh, approach. Rebuda ben Tema says, "Listen, If it's the type of condition that's just unfulfillable, like flying up to the sky, the But yet the condition is made to fly up to the sky from the beginning. It was basically." Like mafliga bidvarim, I know to like to exaggerate to go too far. Like it was just more of, of a, a a verbal poeticness, and therefore would be kosher. So it's tonight that's obviously impossible to uh, fulfill. Um, it's a good get. That's rebuta ben tema. Okay, uh, that's the end of the brayso. Amrav Nachman, Amarav Halacha, rebuta ben tema. We actually uh, follow him. He is the uh, normative halachic practice. That it's tonight it's made. That's so absolutely clear to everyone that it can't be fulfilled. It's a good get. Am Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak, Masnis Namideka. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak says that precise reading of the uh, the Tanaic source um, will actually bring this point out. Dekatani, uh, this is a, now I believe this might be from uh, Bav Metziah. But it's again, it's it's where there's a tenai made in some sort of deal. If the condition that's made, this tank source goes for a line and a half, starts here. If it's the type of condition that, like theoretically, could be fulfilled, and the condition is made from the beginning like that, then the condition is valid. What's the diuk that you would make? That's the end of the tank source. The diuk would be ha. EF, sure, it's a condition that's like impossible to fulfill. Apparently, it's now battle that nullifies the condition. Shmamina, that uh, not only is the halakha like Tema, but even other Tanaic sources seem to indicate like Rubidim Tema, which is a condition that's made that's just clearly obviously can't be fulfilled. Eh, it's sort of like uh, uh, not really to be understood as a condition, and the deal is good. Period.
Ibailahu. How about this? Now, this is very interesting. Um, there's things that you can't do. Like, I can't jump up a thousand feet into the sky. At least not on Earth with the current gravitational pull of the Earth. And nobody can. Can I eat a cheeseburger? Well, like, spiritually, I can't eat a cheeseburger. It's a big no-no. I could physically take a cheeseburger and eat it. Can I eat pork? Well, on the one hand, yeah, I could put it in my mouth. I can enjoy it, but it's us. Sir. How do we look at something that's not physically impossible, but that halakhically is forbidden? Ibailu. I have a husband. He gives it to his wife. He says, On the condition that you chow down on these pork chops. Mahu. What do we say over there? So, machokas abayin rava. Amar abaye, I circled abaye. He, he. It's basically the same as the case in the Mishnah. Right? For a uh, proper Jew to eat pork is the same as him jumping up uh, to the moon. Rava says, no, I circled Rava. Rava, Amar. Efshir dahla, Valakya. Like, we're not supposed to, but physically, I can have a pork chop. I can even get Adim and Hasra, and what would it be? A Losa say, I'd get Malkus for it, but I could physically do it. And therefore, it is a condition that would be possible to fulfill. Okay. It seems like there's a different way of looking at it between Abaye versus Rava. If you look back at what Rabbi Huda Tamed said, he used two terms. He used the Kazet term and the Klal term. Well, according to Abaye, I know in Abaye, the Klal term that was used by Rabbi Huda when he said, Klal am Huda La Asuya, that would be coming to include, as far as Bible is concerned, Basra Chazir. So not only jumping up to the sky, and swallowing a seven-foot pole, but eating basar chazir would also be something that is, uh, just can't do it. Lerava, and on Rava though, kazeh, not focusing on the word klal, but the kazeh word, that would be coming to lemeute basar chazir. Yeah, swallowing a seven-foot pole you can't do, but you can eat a ham sandwich. Mace we bring a Tanaic source, I put a triangle on this mace because this Tanakh source is going to end up being difficult for Rava. Anamad Bey is on the second line. The second word is a mace There I put an upside down triangle. Uh, the reason it's reversed is because the direction of the question is reversed. First question ends up being on Rava. Like we said, this question is going to end up being on Abaye. So here, let's go to the first one. Mace um, let's say I have a, uh, a man, he gives a get to his wife, and he says, that you have uh, sexual relations with uh, Bob Jones. Okay, well, says the source, if she fulfilled the condition, it's a valid get, and if not, sounds like that's a tenai that would be, whether it's right or not, that's a different issue, but it, it would, it would, it would you'd follow through on it. If, however, the condition that the husband made was, here's your get, quote, almanas, underline almanas, shaloi, and squiggle nine shaloi. All right, lady, says the husband to his wife, here's your get on the condition that you do not tiv alila abolavich, that you don't have relations with my father or your father. Okay. Ein choshin shema nivelas lahen. We have no concern that she might have relations with her father, or her, what's going to become her ex-father-in-law. Okay. Now, that's the end of the snake source. Apparently those are all the examples that we're not going to be chayshish. What about if he didn't say, Almanas, that you don't? Let's say he said, here's your get on condition that you have relations with your father. 
Here's a getting that you have relations with my father. Ve'ilu, this is not the Gemara speaking, quote, Now, why did it not list that off? La'abaye, according to Abaye, who has said it's all the same case, Nicha. However, to Rava, like, can she physically have relations with uh, her father? She could physically do that. It would be a kasha. Why not list this off? Well, Rava says like this. There is a limit. I can walk in to the McDonald's and order a cheeseburger and eat it. I shouldn't do it, but I can. It's a lot harder for me to walk in with Rivyatsak Berkowitz to McDonald's and have us both enjoy a cheeseburger because there's another person involved. And that's the point that Rav is going to make. Bishlam Abbasar Chazir, when it comes to the Tanaya, husband gives get to his wife on the condition of Abbasar Chazir, who's it up to whether she eats Abbasar Chazir or not? Her. Efshir Da'acha, she can eat it, Vilakia, and get the Malkus if that's the result, but she could fill the Tanai. Plaini Nami, even if it's Hare At Megureshes, right? You're going to be divorced from me as long as you have relations with uh, John Smith. Okay. Now, is it us for to be with John Smith? No. Like, John Smith might be interested in her. She might be interested in John Smith. But if that's what she has to do, sometimes you got to sort of get down and dirty so she could go and have relations with him. And if you won't agree, she could even say, okay, fine, just be Makadesh me. And then have relations with me, and then we could get divorced the next day. Like, th- there is a possibility to do it in a permissible way for John Smith. Is there any way that she could have some sort of permissible way to have relations with her father, her ex-father-in-law? Is that up to her and only her? No, she might be okay with doing something that is halachically asr. But who's to say that her father or father-in-law is going to be interested in doing something that's a big no-no? Therefore, it's not within her power to do it. And therefore, it's different. Now, let's go back and see, according to Rav and Abaye now, what the terms that Rabbi Yudim use, the kazeh, and the klalar, lerava, who I underline. The term klal, which I double underline, what would that be? The, we had it about 15 lines ago, and we were going to say klal, it was coming to include something that would come to include la'asuye ababavicha. That case would also be something that is impossible to fulfill for her. Why? Because it requires somebody else to do something, sir. Kama, kazeh, and the kazeh get would be because can she eat basar chazer? Yeah, she's not supposed to, but she can physically decide to eat it if that's what's necessary for the get to be fulfilled. That's according to Rava. Kama la'abaye, and la'abaye, he would say that the term klal that was used, I double on the word klal, put in right angles, is la'asuye basar chazer. The klal amr, something you can't do, beautiful can't eat Basar either. The Lord says you can't eat Basar Chazer. For sure you can't. Kazeh, and that would also, that would be coming, Lemeute, to exclude the case of Pliny. Because can she go to Bob and say, listen, Bob, you need to have relations with me for my get to be good. Bob might say yes, or he might say no. Or she, okay, how about this? You marry me, and we'll have relations. And if you want to divorce me the next day, that would come to include, the Kazeh would come to memayate the case of Pliny. That it's not a get until she has a bia, with him, where she can either, you know, give him a hundred bucks to have him agree, or have him agree to marry her. Period. Uh, why would we accept the friend we get? Why would we say it's an immoral tonight? A hundred percent, and we've said it over and over again in Mesechus Gitin, the husband has a unusual control over the wife. No matter how reasonable or unreasonable his tonight is, we gotta go with it. Now, we might not like it, 
it might even be problematic, but we got to go with it. Or she's not a divorced woman. In other words, she's the one who agreed to accept this. You can't force a kedushin on a woman. Once she agreed, like a lot of things that people decide, they have consequence. That consequence is she's tied to that guy. If they have a great relationship, great. And if they don't, he has to release her. And if he has to release her and he's got some juk barosh, unless maybe we can say that he's insane, that might be something else, then she's got to do it. It might not be nice. It might be like really problematic or even sick, but okay, she's, she's got to do it. Unless it's something that she, well, everyone agrees, if it's something that she physically can't do, then that you can't. You can't say, here's your get on condition that you can, you know, jump a thousand feet in the sky. How about this snake source, Macefei? We, we said already, since it's got an upside down triangle, it's going to be a question the other way, it'll be a question on Abaye. So here is um, the Bryce. The Bryce goes for three and a half lines. Starts here. Uh, we're going to have... Uh, Let's see. Okay. Hareze Gitech. You have a man, he says to a wife, here is your get. And I dot underlined four words. Something we're familiar with. Unconditionally, you have this uh, ham sandwich. Or, comma, Vimaisa Zara, if she happens to be a, uh, someone who cannot eat truma, he says, Almanasha Teichli Petruma. Here's this delicious uh, truma bread. Unconditionally, can a non Kohenite truma? No, it's big. No, no. Or Vim Haisen Nazira. She happens to be a Nazarithith. Amanash Tishtiyayin. Delicious uh, cup of wine over here. Or uh, in any of those cases, Niskayim Hatsinai, if she fulfills the condition, Hareza get. It's a valid get. Vim Lavin, if not, Enoi get. Okay. Now, the first of the examples was eating Basar Chazir. And yet do we see here very clearly from the Brisa that it's going to work as a Tanai, and if she eats the Basra Chazir, whether she's supposed to or not, it'll be good. If not, not. The Rava, and therefore according to Rava, who we underline Nicha, but according to Abaye, who had seemingly said, oh no, it's Halakha Liyasr, just like uh, the same as jumping a thousand feet into the sky, Kasha. Well, says the Gemara, Amalach Abaye, Abaye, to defend himself, would say back, this Tanaic source that was just quoted, did it have a name associated with it? If you remember, when we started this year, we had a Brisa. Now, we've been focusing on Yehuda ben Tema's approach, but there was the Rabbanan. The Rabbanan argued. So says Abaye in defense of himself, Mi Savris Divra Kali, who says this Tanaic source is a Divra Kal? Hamani, who is it? It's clearly not Yehuda ben Tema. Who is it? It's the Rabbanani. So it's a Rabbanan, it's not Yehuda ben Tema. So don't hock my cup because I was going within Yehuda ben Tema. Okay, the Gemara asks, like, maybe even a more fundamental question on this. How can the husband make a condition on something that the Torah says you're not allowed to do? Isn't there a concept of masna amal shekasu v'tayra? V'tepukle, why don't we conclude, like, okay, fine, she could physically bite down on a ham sandwich, chew, and swallow. However, how can it even be a good tenai? Tepukle, that the husband is making a masna, he's making a condition, the Torah says something they're not allowed to do, and we know as a general rule from many sugyas and shas, if part of something is a condition, the tanai is that against that which the Torah says, the tanai is batal. Okay, so how does it even get off the ground? And the Gemara gives us two approaches to answer this. The first is here, I put a number one in the margin, and then circle the name on this line, Rav Ada Breder of Ika, and five lines later, the last word on the line is Ravina. I circled Ravina, and he's the second approach. 
So again, just a fundamental question. What in the world? The husband, it's sort of like what's bothering you, Tzvi. Right? What, the Torah says you can't have a ham sandwich. Well, the husband says, good, get as long as you eat a ham sandwich. Uh, don't we know if your masna, amasha kasubah Torah, is batal? So clarifies Ravada Breder of Ika. I'm Ravada Breder of Ika. Where does that apply? That if, normally we say, if your masna, amasha kasubah Torah, your tanai is batal, how many people are involved over there? Says Rav Adabredravika, Kiamrinan, when we say that principle, which is definitely, everyone agrees, a valid principle of, here's the phrase, the whole line, Masna, Masha, Kasu, Batayra, Tzna, Batal. Normally we make a condition against something which goes against the Torah, it's Batal. Kegain, that would be a case, let's say a man, he's marrying a woman. Part of the responsibility when a man marries a woman, he has to give her clothes, he has to give her conjugal rights, he has to give her food. Let's say he says, he's going to be Makadeshur, She'era, Ksusa, he doesn't want to be responsible for ka'akar. he's the one who's trying to mekadesh the woman he's also the one who's trying to uproot that which the Torah says he has to do which is provide certain things for his wife that is where he is the one who's being accurate and he's the one who said it that's where it doesn't apply so if a man says I don't have to buy you clothes He's Mekadosh to her, and he has to buy her clothes, because that's what a husband has to do to a wife. Aval Hacha, over here, there's two parties involved. It's the husband and the wife. Remember, he's giving her a get on the condition she fulfills something. Aval Hacha, ihi ka'akra. He's not eating the ham sandwich. He might have made the tonight that the get's going to be good only if the ham sandwich is eaten. Who's eating the ham sandwich? She is. That's the difference. Maskifla, Ravina, and Ravina. Ravina says, one second. Why is this fine base Yaakov girl eating a ham sandwich? She's never eaten a ham sandwich in her life. Let me ask you, why is she eating a ham sandwich? Because the husband told her to, and he only gave me a good get because he said so. Klum ka'akra, is she uprooting that which is the fundamental of Judaism? We don't eat ham sandwiches. Because she needs to fulfill his condition. Ishtachach, it turns out, who is the one who is uprooting the Torah principle of not eating ham sandwiches? Ihu ka'akra, it's him. She might be the one who's chomping down and swallowing, but it's because of him. So that can't be a good explanation to Ella. So Ravina's going to offer his own approach. I squiggle underline the Ella, and this is the second approach offered by Ravina. I'm Ravina. Same thing as we did in the first approach. Where is it that we apply Kiamrinan? Here's a one-word phrase, uh, one-line phrase. Where do we say that applies? That if a condition is made against that which the Torah says, then the condition is invalidated? The way Rashi says this is when he gives her the Kiddushin, like he gives her Ketzer Kiddushin, and now she's his wife, part of giving Kiddushin to a woman and making her your wife is that you, the man, are Chayiv in those things. When he makes the condition on the condition that I'm not Chayiv in those things, he is being accurate at that time. Devadai ka'akar. Okay. As opposed to avalhacha in this case. So she's given a get on condition that she eats a ham sandwich. Is she eating a ham sandwich at that moment? No. Mika Marla, did he say to her, lo sagya, delo achal. Basically, you have to eat the ham sandwich? No. Loi teichel. She doesn't have to eat it. And she won't be divorced. Now, it might be mental torture, might be psychologically uh, uh, painful and cruel, but he's not, he's not putting the ham sandwich into her mouth and forcing to eat it. That's her own free will decision. Therefore, where do we say, that's 
where definitely it's going to be violated by the thing that was done. Here, what was the thing that was done? Given a get, Al-Tanai, yeah, that you eat the ham sandwich. You can go another 10 years and not eat the ham sandwich. But she wants to get divorced. Again, that's not him. That is really up to her. She, he might be blackmailing her, but it's still up to her. Okay, let's turn back to the mission. The mission was uh, Sunday on Daf Pei Bays. We had this machlokas between Blessed and Chum we dealt with extensively. And then we had the middle part of the mission and the end of the mission. The middle part of the mission was first thing was, you had a husband, you had a good get. He gives it to the wife. He should have said, Haret Muteres Adam and then stopped there. But then, Haret Muteres Adam Ella Labab. And we got into a whole discussion with that. Then so he said in the Mishnah, well, according to the Chum, what should he do? Simply take the document back, then turn right around, hand it back to her, and say properly, Haret Muteres Adam. And We'll do the last line and uh, go back to see the last line in a minute. But it says the Gemara here, Now, one second. Why does he have to take the document back and then hand it to her? Why not just say properly? You know, uh, take two. Period. What's the taking the document back and then turning right around and giving it back to her? Montana. That's the question, Montana. Who is that Tanakh approach that would require him to physically get the document back and then physically turn right around and give it back to her? Well, Amar Chizkiah, I half-boxed Chizkiah, and two lines later, in the middle of the line is Rabbi Yochanan, I half-boxed Rabbi Yochanan. We had, um, about a week ago, Andaf Ayin Ches Amud Aleph, you don't have to turn back, but we had this machlokas uh, between Rabbi and um, Rabbi Shem ben Elazar. Remember, uh, he says, uh, here, oh, here's a, uh, I owe you $100, take this. She takes it, she opens it up, reads it, and oh my goodness, that's her get. Right? And what do we say over there? Well, uh, Rebbe said, what has to be done to make it a get? He just has to say, oh yeah, actually it's your get. Rosh Shimon was the one who said, no, it's not a good get until he takes it back from her, turns around and then gives it to her again, saying, here's your get, not here's an IOU for $100. So who should we say then this mission is going like? Montana? Well, Chizkiah says, this mission, which also requires husband to take it back and then turn right around and give it back to her, is Rishim and Elazarhi, Disanya, and here we quote that price that we had back on Ein Chesam and Aleph, about a two-line quote, Rishim ben Elazar was the one, again, as opposed to Rebbe, Rishim and Elazar was the one who had said, Adshit lenahimena, he has to turn around, take the get back from her, V'yachsvi and then give it back to her, V'yoymerla, and say, not, here's the $100 IOU, but rather, hey, Gite, here is your get. Okay. Now, would we always prefer our Mishnah to be, according to as many Tanakh opinions as possible? For sure. This is smooth, but do we want it also maybe to fit in with Rebbe? It would kind of be nice because Rebbe was the Masada Mishnah. It doesn't have to be, but Rabbi Yochanan takes the approach. Amar Afilu Tema Rebbe. You can even say that our Mishnah here that requires the husband to take it back from her and then turn right around and give it back to her is even Rebbe. Why? Now, I think the way that Rashi is learning this next line is... Um, it must be Chizkiah. I, I know. I know Rabbi Yochanan was definitely Eretz Yisrael his whole life. Chizkiah must have been from Bavel. I, I don't remember if he was from Bavel. Not from Bavel. Must be from Bavel because what Rabbi Yochanan is going to say to him is, you know, one of you, one of you Babylonian Torah scholars, specifically Rav Kahana. That's what he says. Dilachain. Whenever the term "y'all say" is said by an Israeli, it's like in, in Eretz Yisrael in, in the 60s and 70s, that, you know, that American Posek. Who was that American Posek? Moshe Feinstein. He was, he was the Posek Ador for 
maybe even in Eretz but definitely in America. So when they spoke to the, about that Pesach, that was that the great Rav Moshe Feinstein. When Rabbi Yochanan said, uh, Yal's great one, De Lechayin, he's referring to Rav Kahana. De Lechayin Amar, Shiny Hacha, that it, it's different over here. You know what's different in this case? Hoyl Ukenosai, Lipasel by Lekune. It could actually be different. Remember, in, in this case, she does have to have the get returned to her, but it's a good enough get that it would ruin her from being able to marry a Cohen in the future. And therefore, even though it's not a totally good get, since it was a valid enough get, there would have to be a giving the document back and then returning and giving the document again, as opposed to the other case where take this IOU, there's no hashash there that that would answer her as a grusha to a Cohen. Then let's go back just one last time, or if you don't want to, there was the last line of the Mishnah. Everything was oral up until that point. And then the Mishnah said, if it was written into the get, whatever this condition was, even if you go and you erase it and scrape it all out, it would be possible. That it's not going to work. You sort of need to write the document again. Okay. Written in. Big problem. Amar of Safra, I circled of Safra. He says, quoting the Mishnah, two words in right angles, kasu b'saychai, t'nan. Written in is what the Mishnah said. Okay, what did we think the Mishnah said? Written in. So the Gemara says, pshita, kasu b'saychai, t'nan. Just read the Mishnah. Like, what are you adding, Rav Safra? Well, here's what Rav Safra is adding. Ma'udatem, you might have thought to say, hani mili, that which you say that a get is not puzzle. No matter what was said to the Aiden. When's it a problem? When it was written in. But it was just verbally said. Never a problem. Never ever a problem. Maybe that's if what was said was La'achar HaTayref. Now, there's different parts of the get. There's the essential part of the get. There's the secondary parts of the get. We haven't seen it yet, but Mishnah will see it in tomorrow's Mishnah. It's funny, you get 95% of the way through Mishnah's Gitin. What's a get? And finally, tomorrow's mission will say, this is what a get is, and this is the, the text. But there's the essential part and the essential part. You might have thought to say, where is it that no matter what tonight the husband makes, if he does it verbally, it's not a problem? That's if he did it after the tariff was already written. If he, you know, mouths off some ridiculous tonight, even before it's written, maybe that would actually ruin the get. That's what you might have thought, Kamash Malan, Rav Safra is telling you, speech, no matter when it was said, never puzzles a get. That's Rav Safra. Rava disagrees. I circled Rava. Rava Amar, Loishanu, that the get's not puzzled no matter what the guy said to the Adim. That's only if he mouthed off and said something ridiculous or stupid or, or destructive after the tariff. If it's even before the tariff was written, and these are the Adim, and he's saying it to them, forget about it, it's written in. Even verbally, it could ruin it. That approach of Rava held consistently to this approach because he would tell people who were in charge of writing Gitin essentially. Make sure the husband shuts up. Keep him quiet. If you have to put masking tape on his mouth, put masking tape on his mouth. I don't know if it went to that extreme, but basically don't let the guy open his big mouth. Why? Because if he does and he opens his big mouth, 
before you wrote the essential point, a part of the get, it could be a big problem. So Rav would tell get writers, shasku shesuki labal, keep him silent, keep him quiet, until you at least wrote the tariff of the get. And that follows along his approach that, yeah, because if he starts speaking up and says to the adim or the adim of the get, oh, by the way, I'm doing this on condition, that could be an issue. Period. Tanur this price goes to the first wide line. I guess it's a total of about uh, just over four lines. Kol hatanayin poislin baget. Any tanai. doesn't make a difference what it is will ruin a get if it's written into the get. Even if she fulfills it, don't write it in. You know what the text of the get is? Again, we'll see it tomorrow. Keep that text of the get. Do not write any conditions. Even if she fills the conditions, don't do it. Divrei Rebbe, I boxed Rebbe. The Chachamim, we also boxed Aimrim. They say, oh, there's tonight, there's tonight. If it's a type of tonight that would ruin if it was verbal, then don't write it in. However, if it's a type of tonight that wouldn't ruin it if it was verbal, it also doesn't ruin it if it's written in. Here's the examples. Colon. Chutz, which I underline, right? He says, except for Bob, as a verbal tonight, does that ruin it again? Yes, and therefore... If it's written, it'll also ruin it. If, however, almanas, underline almanas, he says, almanas, that you uh, do the, uh, marry uh, that person or don't marry that person, that doesn't ruin the verbal. If it's a verbal tonight, also, if it's written, it will not ruin it. That's the end of the b'risa. Now, we're now going to have Rabzeira and Rava qualifying this machlokis, Rebbe, and the Chachamim. And the issue is going to be, where is it written in? We were talking about where did the husband open his big mouth when the get was written. Now, at which point of the get is it written in? Is it written in um, before the tariff or only after the tariff? Amar Rabzeira, I circled Rabzeira. He's a first approach. And on the fourth line on Pehei Amad Aleph, the second word is Rava. I circled Rava. He's a number two. Amrab Zera. The machlokas between Rebbe and the Chamim is when it's written in Lifnei HaTarif. Like basically, this condition is written in before even the essential part of the get. Rebbe said, it passes the get. Rebbe, who underlined Savar, Gazrinan, because even though the way it's written in is a valid type of Tanai, which is Almanas, but we say no good because we make a Zera that Almanas should ruin it. Atu, because of a case of chutz, where it would be no good. Because the thought being that if we allow an almanas type of tenai, you might come to allow a chutz one, and a chutz one is no good. Whereas the rabbanan, online rabbanan, that would be the chachamim savri, no, lo gazrinan, we don't make the gzera of almanas, atu chutz. That's always if the tenai was written in even before the tariff. Aval, I squiggle on the aval. If the writing of this tonight was after the first few lines of the get, which we, I, I may just mention, it's his name, her name, the place he lives, the place she lives. If it's written after that, everyone would agree that if the tonight that was written in was an almanaz type of tonight, which doesn't ruin if it's alpeh, also doesn't ruin biksav, it would be kosher. Now, we had a Mishnah, the opening Mishnah of the parrot. The last line of that Mishnah was, if he wrote it in, now we don't know what he's writing in or where he's writing it in, but if he wrote it in, 
it ruins the get. So how do we have to understand that? If he wrote it in, it ruins the get. Kama connector umasnisin, back on Pei and Aleph, de Katani. Kosfu, I put Kosfu in right angles. Basically said, if you, if you wrote it in, it's puzzle. I wrote about Kosfu, puzzle. That's what the Mishnah told us. If you wrote it in, it's puzzle. Ve'ukimna, remember the first sugya that we had there on Pei Beis, was, was this Ella? Was it Almanas or was it Chutz? What do we conclude? It was Chutz. And therefore, did we establish it was Chutz? The diuk from that would be, Aval Almanas, lo puzzle. Okay, so then if it was a, Almanas type of Tanai, it wouldn't ruin the get. Who then is the author of our Mishnah? In other words, where is it that Almanas won't be possible if it's written in? Well, Ibai Seme, you could either say it was written in Lifne Hatayref, even before the essential point of the get, and it's going according to the Rabbanon, the Ibai Seme, or you could say it's Laachar Torah, who was written after the Torah, and it would be Divrakol, the Chamim, and even Rebbe would agree with that. That's the possibilities. Rav has a different approach. Rav, who I circled, Amar, the machlokas between Rebbe versus the Chaman that we had about four or five lines from the bottom of the previous Amud. That machlokas is not where what's being written into the get is before the Torah. Rather, it's la'achar ha'tayref. So the essential point of the get's already been written. Get wasn't finished being written, but it was already written. His name, her name, the places. And then this tonight was written in. De Rebbe, who I underline Savar Gazrinan, he makes Xera Atu that, listen, hey, if you have it written in and you're going to accept that, even though it's after the tariff, then another guy might write out a get and put the silly condition even before the tariff. So Gazrinan Atu, Lifneha Tariff, the Rabbanan, I underline Savri, no, 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 just because you allow a silly Tanai after the tariff, it will not lead to Lo Gazrinan, no need to make Xera Atu, Lifneha Tariff, Aval, however, according to this, I squiggle on the Aval. Lifne HaTarif, if you actually write in the Tanai before the essential point of the, uh, the get is written, Divra Kol Pasel. Everyone agree that's no good. Okay? Then we have to go back to the Mishnah Pei Beis, where it said, if you wrote it in, it's no good. Umasnisin de Katani, one word in right angles, Kosu, that if you wrote it in, it's no good. And what do we say that was? That was the case of Almanas, that was the case of Chutz. We said that was the case of Chutz, for Ukimna Bachutz. Kama, aval, but if it was a tanai of almanas, it won't ruin it. So where's there a possibility that you could write a tanai in, like anywhere in the get, and it won't ruin it? Well, it's going to have to be only achara tairef, after the essential point was written in of the get, and it can only be the rabbanan. So it's much more limited who the mission will be going like. According to the first approach of Rabzera, the mission can be going basically like either approach. According to this, it can only be the rabbanan, it can only be after the tariff. Tani Avuad Rabbi Avin, Kameid Rabzeira. Following uh, Brysa, it goes for all of uh, seven words. And this is a very little interesting sugi as far as, um, well, Torsha Balpeh for the first 1500 years or so really was Torsha Balpeh. There was clearly um, issues that were uh, lost clarity, forgotten, and some that were not forgotten at all. Like, uh, did the Lord give the mitzvah of Shabbos? Yeah, pretty clear he did. Okay, specifics of details that might have gotten forgotten. So uh, there was a Bryce Sayer over, which, by the way, the Bryce Sayer overs had fantastic memories as far as being able to memorize, but weren't necessarily the greatest in Svara. So they were great Bryce memorizers or Mishnah memorizers. There was one of these who said the following snake source over the presence of Rabzera. Kosov get al Tanai, Divreha Kol Okay, so there's a get, it was written, part of it, there was a Tanai written in. Everyone would say, 
puzzle. Okay, now Reb Zera says back to the Bryce to say rover, Divrakol puzzle. Everyone would say that that's no good, but isn't that the machlokas v'ham miflag pligi? That's the machlokas of Rebbe versus the Chachamim and the Bryce in the bottom of the previous Zomud. And therefore, Mr. Bryce's say rover, with all due respect, you got it 97% correct, but you got one thing wrong. Ella Ema, rather, you have to say three words in right angles, not Divra Kolpas, but rather Divra Kol Kosher. Why? Because according to Rabzeira, you don't have ever a Divra Kolpasel. Because the Chamer always going to say it's okay. The Hechi Dami, where do you have it where everyone would say it was kosher? Oh, that's if it's Lacharatarif. Remember, Rabzeira says that if it's Lacharatarif, everyone would just say that it is kosher. If it's before the Tarif, it's the Machlokas. But the only way you get a Divra Kol anything is if it's Divra Kol Kosher. Okay, so what happened? We had a Bryce, it was seven words. You wrote a get. There's a condition in the get, divra hakol puzzle. What was Rebzera's solution to the Bryce's say rover? It must be that you, you must have made a mistake. You didn't hear divra hakol puzzle, you must hear divra hakol kosher. Why was that the mistake that Rebzera assumed the Bryce's say rover made? Why not assume that the mistake was that instead of divra hakol, you heard harehu puzzle? In other words, asks the Gemara now. The lema, why not say that what the Brysa memorizer originally heard was not Diva called Puzzle, but Hareze Puzzle. And once you say it's Hareze Puzzle, you can simply say it's going according to Shitas Rebbe. And the Gemara answer is a brilliant answer that the nature of the human mind is that when you're memorizing things and you forget something, there's certain things you're much more likely to forget than other things. Tana, when you have a Brysa memorizer, for that matter, anyone, Divra HaKoyal Asne, when you learn anything, how many Mishnahis do you have that uh, say, here's the case, Divra HaKol, anything? Very few. So when you know Divra HaKol, Divra HaKol, how many times in the American League East has every team finished with a record above 500? I don't know, but this year they're headed towards it, and I don't remember ever that happening. Every team. It's a Divra HaKol, Lahavdil. Divra HaKol, say anything. However, how many times is there a not such a clear that you have a case? Is it kosher or is it puzzle? Sometimes it's kosher, sometimes it's puzzle. In other words, that which is much more likely to be forgotten or misremembered is was it kosher and really should have been puzzle, or was it puzzle really should have been kosher? But if it was a shitas yachid and to misremember it as everyone agrees, by the way, where do you ever get all Jews to agree on anything? That's, it's, that's so unique, that a person would not make a mistake. Okay, so the, the basic answer is that if there had to be a mistake in the Bryce, the Bryce had to be a mistake in the Psach, Pasal Vakosher, as opposed to that really it was a Divriyat Kol and he remembered it as Divriyat Kol. When do we ever have Kishachad Balei Vechad? Hopefully pretty soon, but I think it was one time. Harsinai? That what's so unique about it? Because it was a divra call. Like everyone was into it. Everyone agreed. Okay. Says the Mishnah. Uh, man gives a get to his wife and says, Hare at muteras adam, Ella la abalavicha. All right, you're permissive to everyone, uh, Ella, uh, my dad, and your dad, or la vich. Or, Hare uh, adam, let's say he says, la uh, achiu la to my brother, your brother. Or, Hare adam, 
Ella Leeved Uloivet Kachavim to to Leroy and to Skeeter. Ulechol, I double underline lechol, and for that matter, any type of tonight where the husband is making condition that uh, uh, she's not mutter to some type of character, Shein la alav kedusha. There's no kedusha between the two of them anyway. Kama kosher. That would be a valid get. Seems like the tonight that he's making is almost like uh, ridiculously pointless. How about this though? Harem muter lechol adam. He's making a tanai that she can't be with somebody that is only an Isra love for her to be with. Like, if she's an Almana, he says to a Kohen Gadol. Or if she's a Grusha Rechalutza, he says to a Kohen Hedyot. Or if she's a Mamzeris and Nesina, he says to a Yisrael natural born Jew. Those are all situations where, um, by the way, if uh, a father gives his daughter Kiddush as a Rehma Kodeshesli, did that work? It wasn't even Typhus. How about if a man goes up to a mamzeris like a Yisrael and says, did that work? It actually did work. We don't allow them to be together. So there, there's at least a tefisus kedushin, a, a reality that's created. So this is all the cases. Amman al-Kohen Gadol, Gushchus al-Kohen Hedjot, mamzeris in the scene of Yisrael, Bas Yisrael to a mamzer and Nosin. In all of those cases where the Torah says also, there's a losa say you can't be together, but there would be a Tvisa's Kedushin. V'chol, I double underline the word V'chol, V'chol mishiesh la alav Kedushin, afilu ba'aveira, that Kedushin would be Tvisa's, even if there's an Aveira involved, that would actually be possible. So a husband who gives a get to his wife on tonight that she's not going to hook up with someone that she anyway, there's a little to say to hook up with, but the type of character that, like, she could have a Tvisa's Kedushin with him, that would be possible. What does it mean, Hariya Muter L'chol Adam, I think that what we're doing is we're going through the list. You're going to say, but she's going to be a divorcee the moment she receives the get. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think we're going through the list of situations. Let's say maybe the, uh, he, he dropped dead the, um, a minute later. I had that problem also. I was bothered by that because what do you mean uh, an almana? You're not going to be an almana. You're going to be a grusha also. Yeah. But, but the, the, true. What's he going to do with it? He's limiting her to something that she might be limited already, but something that theoretically she would not be limited from being able to have a tefisas kedushin. I I, I I I didn't see anything on it. If, if you see anything, you let me know. I, I spend probably about a third of the preparation time on this entire daf and half that we're going to do on, on that point. Couldn't find anything. We had two terms, though, in the Mishnah. It said, Ulecholmi, in the Reishan and Ulecholmi. We, we double underline each Ulechol. We gave examples, and we said, and also everyone else. The Klala, that Ulechol, Duresha, La Asuya, that would be coming to include. We already had father, her father, his father, her brother, his brother. Um, uh, that's coming to include all other Shar Chayvekrisus, other types of Chayvekrisus, Klala de Seifa, and the term Ulecholmi that was in the Seifa, La Asuya, that would be coming to include Shar Chayvelavin. Anything else would be a Lav. Examples of that would be like a Nesini, a Mitzri, a Doimi. Boimini Rava Rav Nachman. I circled Rava, I also circled Rav Nachman. From here till the Mishnah is nine questions. There's definitely an Amar lay back and forth in the first ones. I'm just going to assume they were all questions, or most of them were questions that Rava asked of Nachman. They're all going to be uh, sort of uh, plays off what we had said, the chutz. 
husband gives a get to his wife, says, and then he leaves something out. And is that something considered enough of a something? Let's say he says, that you have to make me a, a shawarma with those fried onions once a week. Are they still considered husband and wife? Probably not. Might you have to fulfill that? Yeah, once a week for the next year. So that would be recognition. Uh, but if he's doing something that essentially still keeps them like husband and wife, then that's a problem. How about all of the... You know, here, here we go. So he circled Rav and circled Rav Nachman. I put number one in the margin. Ask Rav Rav Nachman. He gives to the guy, he says, Chutz mi katan. All right. Except for Jimmy Markowitz, who's now eight years old, their next door neighbor. You can marry anyone, not Jimmy Markowitz. Okay, is that a good get? Mahu, what do we say? Mi Rinan. do we look at it like right now? Jimmy Markowitz is eight years old. He's not shy of to marrying her at this moment. And therefore, that's not considered a leave out. Odilma, I squiggling on the Odilma, or maybe, well, give Jimmy like about five years. He's going to grow up, he's going to be a bar mitzvah, and he could, like in five years from now, marry her. Maybe it would be considered a leave out. That's Rava's question to Rav Nachman. Amar Lei, says Rav Nachman back to Rava, well, Tani Yisua, we, we actually have a Tanaic source, it says as follows. Four words. Ketana mitzgareshet bekidushe aviha. Oh, that's very interesting. So you have a girl who's a minor. Let's say she's, I don't know, 10 years old. Her father, a few years ago when she was eight years old, married her off to Steve. So she's married to Steve. Is that a derisive marriage? Yeah, because the father can marry her off. The father, I don't know, six months afterwards, got hit by a bus. So you got this girl, married to Steve. She's now like nine. At 10, Steve wants to give her a get. Okay, who does he give a get to? Gives it to her. As a 10-year-old, can she receive the get? Yes, a katana mitka reshes had the ability to be divorced, even though she was originally married off by her father. Now, Amai asked why should that be? Don't you need v'yotza? The Haisa, that for someone to get a divorce, they have to be able to turn right around and get married, and she is a 10-year-old. Is she going to be able to t- turn around and get married? No. She can get divorced, but how can it be? Because she can't turn around and get married. Ella Asilichav, it must be. No, she'll be able to get married. She'll just have to wait a few years. Hachanami, so too over here. Asilichal We would say there would be a leave-out. So if a husband gives a get to his wife, except for Bobby Markowitz, who's eight years old, is that considered a leave out yes it is because who knows maybe 10 years down the road Bobby Markowitz could be shy to marrying his wife and that would be considered a leave out period how about this how so it would be not kosher get because he's not allowing her to marry anyone how about this? Underline these two words. This is the second of the nine questions. And every other, the other question is either going to be rejected or we don't even have an attempt at answer. Except for anyone who is yet to be born at this moment. Well, I don't know. Let's say she wants to get remarried about 17, 18, 19 years afterwards. It, that's like limiting her to any 15 or 14 or 13 year old. Mahu, how do we look at it? Do we say, Well, they're not born right now yet. Oh, Dilmer, maybe. Asidi de Mialdi. Well, they're going to be born. There's going to be lots of uh, little Jewish Kindlach born. That's the question that Rav asked of Nachman. Amar Lei answered of Nachman back. Well, Tani Yisua. We have uh, our Mishnah. Our Mishnah, and that we had just about uh, 10, 15 lines ago, had given an example uh, where he's giving her again and says, You can't marry an Evan or an Evan Skeeter and Leroy. Uh, apparently, what do we say there? 
that that would be a kosher get. Now, one second, Emi, so what you said is really true. Can't Leroy or Skeeter become interested in Judaism and convert? Can a Gentile convert? Can the slave be freed and convert? Sure. They could convert and maybe they would be shaykh to her one day. Well, I don't know if this is the Gemara rejecting it or Rava saying back to Rav Nachman. Yeah, that could happen, but it usually doesn't. Hanach, lovely Yuri Kaimi. A typical slave or guy is not like standing to become Jewish. Whereas Hani, all those potential babies that are yet to be born are going to be born. De is de kaimi. They will be born. So it's much more likely, or in the natural course of events, lots of babies will be born. In the natural course of events, most Gentiles will not convert to be Jew. Period. How about this? Let's say he says to his wife, except for your sister's husband. Well, mahu. How do we look at it? Is as long as her sister is married to that guy, can she get married to him? No. However, Odilmer maybe Zimnan What happens if her sister dies? Well, then her sister, deceased sister's husband, is actually fitting for her. How do we look at that? So Amarle, I guess this would be Rav Nachman answering back to Rava Tanisua. We'll bring the same part of the Mishnah, the Mishnah up above. Now, about 20 lines ago, it said, and Evan and Oivid Kachavim. Now, Evan and Oivid theoretically, could they one day get freed or convert and then be Shaykhtar? Yeah. Evan and Oivid Nami Avidi Demigairi. Well, that wouldn't be a proof. Why? Because Gerus, for a Gentile to convert to become a Jew, is highly unlikely. Whereas Misa, along with taxes, are just about the only things that are certain. Our shricha. That definitely happens. Okay, how about this? You have a husband. He's divorcing his wife. He says, except no one night stands. Okay, so you want to get married to somebody, fine, but no sleeping around. Is that still considered like she is tied to him, bound to him, because she can't have any one night stands? Or no? Mahu. What do we say? He's not limiting her to marry anyone. She can marry anyone she wants. Oh, Dilma, Shir Babia, or he's limiting her ability to have uh, intercourse with somebody. Maybe that would be enough of a limitation. Amarle. So this, I think this is the last time that Nachman takes an attempt to answer. He says, Tani Suha. Well, the Mishnah says, La Abba Ula That was the original case. Except for my father and your father. Now, one second. Bimai. Except for my father and your father, what? Elam ibn Isuin, that he's saying, Yo, you can't get married to your father. She can't get married anyway. It doesn't work. You can't get married to your father. You can't get married to your father in law. El Alav, it must be that what the husband was saying was, Biznus, Right. For her father or her ex father in law, that's not considered a shear. Hala but somebody else, it would be a shear. In other words, she's still bound to her ex husband because she can't have a, a, a one night stand with somebody. Well, maybe not. Dilma, maybe it is Benisuin. By the way, does that work? It might not work, but can he give her Kesa Kedush and Sarah Mekudesh so they can live together? Yeah. Da'avar, Benisif. They could be living in big sin, but they could still, it still could physically happen. How about this? This is the fifth. Underline, Chuz Mishulai Kedarka. Getting a little bit intimate here, but I guess they were a married couple. He says, Harim Mutzar Zacholadam, except no anal intercourse. Well, is that limiting her or not? Mahu. 
He's not limiting her to have any normal vaginal intercourse with anyone in the future. Odilma, no, the two are always equated. A relationship between husband and wife is mishkeve, plural isha, ksiv. Therefore, that's considered a limitation that still makes him sort of like husband-like. We don't even attempt to answer that one. How about this one? Okay, I, as your husband for the past 10 years, I've been able to be made for your nedarim. Uh, here's your get, you're permissible to anyone, except I'm retaining the right to be made for your nedarim. What do we say over there? Ma'o benesuin haloishir. He's not limiting anything as far as like ikr marriage things. Oh, Dilma, or maybe, oh no, being made for nedarim is something that is essential to marriage because it says, Isha, your man, Yekimena, and Isha, Yefirenaksiv. How about this one? Let's say he says, Chutz mitrumaiseich. Chutz mitrumaiseich. Um, if you happen to get married to a Kohen, which again, you're going to ask, but she's a Grusha, okay, fine, but if you happen to get married to a Kohen, um, the Truma, uh, you're not going to be able to eat of his. Okay, let's see, she does get married to a Kohen. Is that limiting the new relationship because of his sticking his, his, his foot still in the door? Mo, Benesu and Halashir, he's not limiting who she could marry at all. Odilma, no, no, no. When a Kohen marries a woman, rightfully or wrongfully, it has to be that that woman is his Kenyan cosplay, Xiv, and he's able to give her truma, and this now is going to be limiting to her that she can't eat truma. How about this? I could actually imagine this one happening. Chus mi She's, uh, you know, she was an ex uh, Rothschild, or she's worth half a billion dollars. He says, listen, okay, fine, I'll divorce you, except I still want to be the one to inherit you when you pop off. All right, Mahu. He's not limiting her in you know, who she can marry in the future. Dilma, no, no, no. Part of the relationship between husband and wife is and therefore it would be a limitation. And finally, the ninth question. How about this? We know a woman, you can be a Kaddish woman with Kesef, Shtar, and Bia. Let's say he says like this, okay, here's your get, and you're fine for everyone, except you can't accept Kedushin in a Shtar. If the new guy wants to give you a Kesef Kedushin, fine. If he wants to do with Bia, fine. But not a Shtar. I'm limiting you in that way. Chutz mi Kedushin Sayich b'shtar. Mahu. What do we say? Mi Amrinan. Well, Efshar de Mekadosh Lava Kesef of Bia. She's totally fine. She could find a new guy. He can give her Kesef. They could do a Bia. Odilmo or no. Viyotza Vehaisa. In which case, she has to have the free will ability to pick any one of those three. Iske Shavais Ladadi and she doesn't. And we end with a big Teku. Okay. I'd count.